My name is B. King, and you are now listening to the Life, Faith, and Mental Health Podcast. This is the place where we specialize in reconciling the pieces that make you whole. Now, before we jump into today's topic, please note that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute for professional counseling. For more information on how you can get connected to a counselor, please visit imaginationbeautiful.com. Hey, saints. How y'all doing? Y'all all right? Listen, uh, we are back for episode 11. Now, y'all know I wasn't going to say 11. Not the first time. We're going to stick with 11. But <laughs> episode 11, what up, though? What's up, though? We here. We are 11 weeks strong on the Life, Faith, and Mental Health podcast. And can I just say thank you to each and every person who has taken time out of their life, out of their schedules, on their ride to work, whatever the case may be, you have taken your time to to share in this moment with me. And so I just want to say thank you so much. Some of y'all have reached out to me. You shared your feedback with me. And it has been very encouraging and uplifting for me to to hear your words, um, to know that you're getting something out of the different episodes, to know that it is speaking to things that you've perhaps already been working on in your life. Uh, One of my friends was like, sis, I'm taking all the notes because you just came for me. (laughs) I was like, that is so sweet. Like, we'll praise the Lord then. We'll praise him. Okay. So for those of you just now tuning in, maybe a friend sent this to you. Maybe you just happened to see it pop up in the search and you clicked on it. My name is B. King. Your girl is originally from Memphis, Tennessee. I now live in ATL Shawty. Okay, listen. I didn't even say Shawty like the ATLians say Shawty, but I think you get it. Okay. Your girl lives in Atlanta, Georgia. I am a licensed professional counselor with almost nine years of experience post-grad school. I own a private practice by the name of Imagination Beautiful here in the city, and I specialize in anxiety, but I have experience in all the things (laughs) because I've worked on college campuses for pretty much my whole career. Um... Ain't no pretty much. Ain't no pretty much. I've been on the college. Baby, listen, your girl basically went to college and never left, okay? So I I have seen literally people and issues and concerns from all over the world because a college campus is such a diverse place. And so I'm grateful for those experiences. I absolutely love um, and enjoy the work that I get to do within my private practice. And I wanted to take things uh, just a, just one more step. I want to take just a one more step. And so I chose to move forward finally. Okay. Finally, if you go back to some of the early episodes, I tell a lot about my story and a lot of my struggles with, with fear and self-doubt and blah, 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 and whoop-de-woo when it came to starting this podcast But praise the Lord, we have stepped out on faith and we are 11 episodes in. So I'm so happy to share in this time in my life with you while we are early. 
And can I tell y'all a little secret? Can I tell y'all? Can can I tell y'all just a little secret? We are almost at a thousand downloads. What? Like, <laughs> you're like I was my own like person and audience, all the same thing, but all the same time. But we are almost at a thousand downloads, y'all. It blows my mind, and I know there's. In the social media world and all these other things that go on out there, some people be like, oh, you know, um, but I refuse to not soak in, enjoy, or express gratitude for every single step along the way. So I hope, I hope just that alone encourages you, and we're going to jump into today's topic. Amen. Amen. Oh, real quick, before 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 we get into today's topic, if you are listening to this podcast on the week of April 12th, 2021, uh, you may not be, and that's cool. That's cool. But for this week, on Friday, I believe Friday's date is the 16th. Let me look real quick. I'm going to look. I'm going to pull up my calendar. And we're going to see if Friday really... Oh, it is. Come on, somebody. I better know my dates. On on Friday the 16th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I host a monthly women's event called Girls Night. I would love for you to join. Hit my Instagram page, at Live. Just click the link in the bio. You can join the mailing list. And I will be sending out links um, this week. It's a Zoom meeting because y'all know we're still in this panorama, okay? So it is a Zoom meeting, but we have a good time. We have a great time. I'm so excited about today's, uh, sorry, about this month's topic. I should tell y'all. Should I tell y'all? Mm-mm. You got to join join the mailing list. Join the mailing list. I send out a weekly newsletter on Fridays. And so, yeah. Holla at your girl. Holla at your girl. Okay, for real this time, I'm ready to jump into today's topic. Y'all ready? I'm ready. The title for episode 11 (laughs) is Affirmations for Believers. Why is this important? Because can I be honest with y'all? I I love a good affirmation. I am inspired by a good affirmation. But what I found in working with so many diverse people and having very intimate, uh, vulnerable conversations with people in my life, the people that I work with, there's a disconnect between the words that are coming out of your mouth or perhaps the, the affirmations that you read, the affirmations that you screenshot, there's a disconnect between those and the truth or, or, the, or the, the lies even that you actually believe. And so before we go any further, before we go any further, we're not going to go no further. <laughs> Did I just sing that a little bit? I did disregard all of that, okay, honey, because your girl does not sing much. We're just going to take that as a jokey, jokey joke. <laughs> I keep moving. So, y'all already know what I had to do. And that was what? Who? Somebody that's been listening to this podcast, 
all the way to the episode let them already know y'all and are you've already you you sitting on your couch in your car you've already said it baby i looked up the definition okay had to and this is what i found so the first thing that i did was i wanted to look up the etymology of the word affirmation i wanted to see if through the evolution and use of this word in different ways throughout history, if any of the definition of how we view it now had been lost. And honestly, it really hasn't. Um, the definition is super similar to what we would think of an affirmation to be today. So some of the definitions that popped up when I looked up the etymology of the word is assertion that something is true, confirmation, and affirmation, solid assurance. Hey, come on, somebody. Solid assurance. Can I can somebody give me an amen? Drop an amen in the comments, would you? Hit me on the gram and, and just say amen to the solid assurance. Huh? Um, <laughs> uh, to make steady, strengthen, confirm, strengthen, make firm. So, but then when you look up just today's common definition, right? If you just Google the definition of affirmation, the root word for it is affirm. So I was like, well, let's see what the root word is saying about, you know, this concept of affirmation. And what it says is super simple. Uh, validate, confirm. We've already heard that, right? When we looked up the etymology, um, to state positively, to assert excuse me, to assert as valid or confirmed. Hey, come on. Did y'all hear my clap? Did you hear my clap? To assert as valid or confirmed. And so there's a ton of different gems just in the definition that we could pull out and use for today. But I just want to pull out one of them. I don't want to pull out all of them. We ain't got to do all that. I just want to pull out one. And the one that I want to pull out for today is confirm. Come on, confirm. And you may be saying, well, B, why not validate? Like, wouldn't validate be a good one to pull out when you talk about when you talk about affirmations for believers? Yes, any of them would be great. But I chose confirmation for a very simple reason. If you if you confirm something, that means that whatever it is that you're confirming there's an original that already exists. So a very easy and simple example would be if, if I'm supposed to be meeting my friends at the restaurant, right? And I'm supposed to be the person that, that gets there first, right? To get the reservation. And so I show up and say, hey, I'm here for, you know, party of four, whatever. Party ain't too big, down to the panoramic. The party ain't too big, okay? I'm here for a party of two, amen, somebody. But anyway, and they call me and say, hey, I just want to confirm that you're there. If they're confirming something, that they're not calling to confirm an idea out of the clear blue sky. They're calling to confirm something that already is. Come on. They're calling to confirm something that already is is if you look at affirmation through the lens of confirmation which is a part of its definition then we are confirming and affirming something that already 
is. But the problem is that a lot of us are letting words leave our mouth. We're screenshotting affirmations of the week and, 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 and we feel discomfort trying to speak it or look at it because we don't believe it. So I can tell you all day long, hey, beautiful girl, hey, beautiful man, do men like to be called beautiful? Neither here nor there. Hey, honey, there we go. Hey, honey, you can do hard things. But the problem is that those words don't soak into your heart. Those words don't ring true. Those words don't confirm anything because what you believe already is is something else. You're believing a lie. You're believing a mistake. You're believing a disappointment. You're believing a fear. But what you're not believing is the truth and positive possibilities of who you are. And so that brings me to point one. Dissonance is not defeat. When, when, when you feel that, when you feel that something I'm saying or something I'm trying to work towards, you know, people say, oh, fake it till you make it. And the problem with faking it till you make it, there's something to be said about choosing positivity. There's something to be said about making a different kind of decision, even in the midst of what you may be dealing with. But the problem is that if you, if you stop at just faking it, then how do we ever dig in and make it true. We got to uncover the veil of faking it and dig in and say, am I believing a lie? Am I believing a mistake? Am I believing a disappointment? Am I believing a fear? And so when I try to speak these positive things over myself, when I try to say I am enough, when I try to say I am beautiful, when I try to say I am loved, something inside of me is uncomfortable. Something inside of me feels disconnected from these words that everybody is saying are supposed to be so good for me. And I want you to recognize that that is true. And what you're feeling is called dissonance. And so you may remember from some episodes back where I talked about and defined this concept of cognitive dissonance and, and all these things like that. I think it's in episode three where I talk about like the concepts of faith and mental health. But, but just for quick references for today. From a psychological standpoint, dissonance occurs when a person holds contradictory beliefs, ideas, or values, and is typically experienced as some type of stress, right? So whenever you participate in an action that goes against a belief, idea, or value that you hold, then it creates this sense of, of, of stress, psychological stress, of tension, it's dissonance. Even when you look at it from a musical standpoint, it's a lack of harmony among musical notes. So, you know, we laugh at these videos where she'd be like, leave me there. Y'all seen that? Leave me there. You know, that that that, that creates some type of dissonance. What, what key is that? What note did you start at? How did you get there, right? You know, we laugh at these funny videos, but the reason why they sound so bad is because there's a lack of harmony. 
We enjoy listening to our favorite singers and, and, and those sorts of things because their music lacks dissonance and we're able to enjoy it and be at peace with it. And so another way to define dissonance is like a tension or a clash resulting from the combination of two disharmonious or unsuitable elements. Light and darkness do not dwell together. But the beautiful thing is, is that the light has the power to drive out darkness. And so while you may sit in the weight of disgust, self-loathing, and frustration, and disappointment, and fear, while you may sit in the weight of that, I want you to know that dissonance, that lack of harmony, is not defeat. I want you to feel it. I want you to know that it's real. I want you to allow the dissonance to expose the truth of what you believe about yourself. But we're not going to stop there. Because you don't have to be defeated by it. We're going to grow and learn through it. And we're going to challenge you. So what am I saying? What exactly am I saying to you? What I'm saying to you is that our feelings can teach us something. But a lot of times we allow our feelings to dictate everything. Our feelings can teach us something. But instead, we allow them to dictate everything, and we've got to stop doing that. I want you to pause. I want you to sit in that dissonance. I want you to sit in that in that disconnect, and I want you to say, I don't have to stay here. I'll never forget the very first time that uh, my best friend, y'all know I love me some Anastasia. That's my best friend. And we were in college and I had a ton of self-esteem issues. I mean, it was rough. Some days were better than others, okay? And it's funny because we can excel in certain areas and still have a deep hatred for ourselves. And so at the time, I want to say at at that particular time, I still had a 4.0 GPA. I was doing well. Um, I, your girl has always had hashtag goals. So, I mean, I had my planner. I was checking it off. People would come at me with different situations, and I'd be like, baby, I don't even have the time to pencil you in. Your girl is booked. I don't know what I was doing back then, but I, I told people I was booked, baby. I handled my schedule. I told people I had office hours. My office hours started at the time of my first class and they ended at the time that I said I was going to lead a library that day. I mean, so it wasn't that I was, I was self-sabotaging in that particular area of my life. And the reason why I want to mention that is because I think some people, they, they feel the dissonance, but they look out at their life and say, but this is good, but that is good. But we still got to deal with it. And she knew, she knew the inner workings 
of what I believed about myself because I had been open and vulnerable and honest with her. And she looked me in my face and said, Brittany, I'm going to give you an assignment. <laughs> you got to know Stacy to know the look that she gives you before giving an assignment. Okay. It is a very serious and I really ain't got time for games with you kind of look. And she says, I'm going to give you an assignment. I want you to go look in that mirror and I want you to say, I am beautiful. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> 18, 19 year old Brittany wasn't interested. She was a funny person. So I was like, whatever. And so I walk over to the mirror. I look myself dead in the eye and I said, I am beautiful. What welled up in me? I had never felt before. I always knew it was there, but I never allowed myself to feel it. And when I tell y'all, I sat in the floor for two hours and cried. I'm not even kidding. I said, like I sat in that floor so long crying that Stacy just walked. So her real name is Anastasia. We call her Stacy just in case. I don't know if I said whatever. She got nicknames and all kinds of things. Cause we've been best friends for like 30 years, JK, like 15. But anyway, um, <laughs> I sat in that floor so long that Stacy literally, I remember she was like, well, look, sis, I, we're not going to sit here all day. Okay. We just ain't going to do that. So she like walked over me, went downstairs and was like, let me know when you are ready. <laughs> and it may sound harsh in this moment, but it was what I needed in that moment. There are some moments where that wouldn't be called for. And there are some moments where she's not done that and she sat with me in it. But this was a moment where I believe she knew that I needed to know that I didn't have to stay there. I wasn't stuck in that. And so I sat there a little while longer. I don't remember what was going through my mind, but I remember telling myself to not give up. So I got my little happy 18, 19 year old self up out of that floor. I went and looked back in that same mirror and I said it again with tears in my eyes. And I remember thinking to myself, this doesn't feel good now, but try again. And the problem with using these affirmations to just slap them on top of our issues without dealing with them is that you don't give yourself a chance to tap into your, your, your true strength. And I believe that I've had many days in my life where I've tapped into the, the, the fullness of my, of my strength. Just as a woman, as a person, as a believer. And I have to say that I believe that to be one of those days. But I did not get there without first sitting in the dissonance. And I'm thankful that I recognized then without, I didn't have the language for it that I have in this moment, but I'm thankful that I recognized then that dissonance is not defeat. And so when I, when I have this conversation one-on-one -on -one with a lot of people, the, the common rebuttal that I receive is that, well, Brittany, I, I'm afraid that if I sit in it, I'll get stuck in it. And the fear is that the reality of facing these negative 
beliefs and, and dealing with the sadness and the grief of not thinking well of yourself, the, the concern is that those feelings are now going to have control over me. They're now going to dictate my life through this lens of sadness and defeat. The problem though with that is that if you spending all your wheels running from it, it's already controlling you. And so sitting with it can't give it more control than it already has. Because if you make a decision to sit with it, then you've now put yourself in the position to take power over it. If you're running from it and keeping yourself so busy and keeping yourself so distracted and afraid to be alone and all these other things because you're running from, from the dissonance, you're running from the reality of these stressors and, and emotional baggage, if you will, that you're dealing with, it's controlling you because it's got you running. And so we have to be mindful and careful to not believe lies and trickery. That is trickery. Okay, somebody, can I say that word here? Trickery. That's what it is. Anyway, let's keep moving. Let, 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 let's, let's just keep on moving. Is that all right? Is that all right that we can keep moving? Okay, so I've said a lot. But some may still have the question, if y'all remember last week's podcast, we talked about, but how though? Like, like you hear these things and you, and you catch these concepts and people share their stories and there's still something within you that asks the question and has to wonder, but how? So I'm going to give you a quick blueprint on how. How can you develop an affirmation for yourself? That is point number two. Very practical. How can you develop an affirmation for yourself? I have broken it down into four very simple uh, ways that I think may be helpful for you. And so I'm going to try to explain them as concisely and uh, clearly as possible so that you can apply them in your life, even in this moment. The minute that you turn off the podcast, hopefully you can take this and develop an affirmation that can help uh help you in this season of your life. And so the first thing I would say is challenge yourself to think opposite. What does that mean, Brittany? Whatever negative thought that you hold about yourself, um, whatever that thing may be, right? Challenge yourself to think the opposite of it. What is the opposite of this thought? Just ask yourself that question. What is the opposite? You don't have to believe the opposite right in this moment, but just identify what the opposite may be. So if you're saying to yourself, I'm ugly, perhaps the opposite is I'm fine. I'm beautiful. I'm cute. <laughs> right. If you're saying to yourself that I'm dumb. Right. Perhaps the op opposite is I am intelligent. I am a learner. I'm smart. Right. If you're saying to yourself that um, I keep making horrible mistakes and you just keep making the same mistakes over and over again and you just a failure. You ain't going to never be none. You ain't never been none. Don't nobody care nothing about you. What's the opposite of that? What would the opposite? Like rack your brain. Rack your brain. 
and some people bow out gracefully, don't bow out. Don't say, I don't know. Don't say that. Don't you say that. Don't say, I don't know. Rack your brain forward. And if you can't think of an opposite, right? Uh, ask yourself if a friend said this to me, if my best friend or my mama said this to me, what would be my response? That's your answer right there. So then after you do that, after you identify the opposite, right? Uh, and challenge yourself to, to, to identify the opposite. Use what you do like about you to help you. I have always, and this is just me, I have always believed that I was smart. Always, since I was a very little girl. You can ask any of my first cousins or close family members and they will be like, yeah, she ain't lying. <laughs> um, and I didn't know how to say it in the best of ways when I was a kid, but it's just the truth. I have always believed that I was intelligent. Always, my whole life. And you could never tell me I wasn't. You could tell me I was ugly. You could tell me I was fat. You could tell me I wasn't good enough. But you could never tell me that I wasn't smart. And so even if you going through something and, um, right, like that, there's, there's something. So even if it's your pinky toe. If you say, baby, I got the best looking pinky toe this side of the Mississippi. Okay? Okay? If you say... When I laugh, everybody laughs. I love my laugh. If you say, I love that I am a giver, right? Whatever that thing is about yourself that you like, that you love. Um, I try to stay away from physical affirmations when I talk about this and kind of dig into some, some less tangible pieces of who you are. But use what you got. Use what you got. Okay. Then the next thing I want you to do is search for the positives in your world. And when I say in your world, I'm talking about the people around you, the places around you, your home, your, your job, your friends, your family, whatever that may be. What are the positives in your world? I've said before, I know no matter, I know no matter what happens in my life, I know my mama loved me. I know that. I know that to be true. I, I know that my mama loves me, okay? Because the way I cut up on her when I was younger and sis, sis didn't throw me to the wolves, I am very convinced. <laughs> so appreciate you. Appreciate you, mama. Because she be listening. Mama be listening. Um, <laughs> You know, what are some other positives in my world? I have peace in my home. My home is peaceful. This world may not be... But when I lock that door, I, I I can I can have peace. And maybe you don't have peace in your home right now, but maybe you have peace in your car. If you could sit in your car for 15 minutes and garner just a little bit of peace, acknowledge that. And then the last thing I want to do, uh, the last point that I want to make about how you can develop an affirmation for yourself, allow scripture to help you. So, I, so we're going to dig into that a little bit. And that's going to be my last thing for, for our time together. That's my last point. You see how point two and three just flow right on together. Let scripture help you. That's point number three. So let's review our points real quick because I'm going to pull this text. And then we're going to be done for today. Point number one, dissonance is not defeat. Point number two, 
uh, we talked about how you can develop an affirmation for yourself. That is by challenging yourself to think the opposite of all the negative. Use what you do like about you to help you. And search for the positives in your world. If you take and do those couple of things, right, and then and then write those out and start to put those words together, take, take those concepts, put them together, before you know it, you have an affirmation. You have a, a way of affirming yourself and, and, and confirming something that you already believe in. And we can work with that and grow on that. You know why? Because now we've opened up your mind to think more positively. We've opened up your mind to look at you in a different light. And then my last point, let scripture help you. So last week uh, on episode 10, at the end, I gave y'all a challenge. And that challenge was to search the scripture for the word change and look at some different ways that the word was used in the text. Um, Look at some different ways that people experience change in their own lives um, from a biblical perspective. And then, um, and I thought that was so cool how it can really even flow into this week, because how can we allow the scripture to change how you love yourself? And I believe that one of the reasons why affirmations are so difficult for us is because we we really live in a culture that has taught us to hate ourselves. And so uh, for believers, it can be challenging, right? Because the church teaches us to love others. The Bible teaches us to love others, right? People want you to serve. They want you to show up. They want you to give and do all these things. But I think that our, our practice ground is distorted because we don't love ourselves and we've been taught to hate ourselves and so we're trying to pour out of a cup that's empty and broken and we're not practicing this concept of love and so the first time somebody disappoints us or hurts us or whatever it's become so easy and so simple to go ghost and so simple to write them off forever and ever and ever and ever it's become so simple to just cancel people who, who make a bad decision or who make a mistake. And not that they shouldn't be held accountable, but accountability and cancellation are two different things. And the Bible tells us that if we don't have love, we don't have anything. But, but if, I, if I have love, if love is something that I possess, right, then I got to give it to myself too. You got to give it to you too. And so this this expectation of of loving others while biblical and valid in nature, we lack the ability to meet it oftentimes because we practice hate in our everyday life. Just in the conversations that we have with ourselves. And so how can we allow scripture to help us? And the first thing that I that I noticed when I thought about scripture, um, of course, of course, I had to go to First uh, Corinthians thirteen and four. And if you have never read the Bible um, or never read this particular verse, it really breaks down 
what love is. It gives us a very good and clear definition. And so I'm going to read it to you really quickly from the New Living Translation. And it's 1 Corinthians 13 and 4. And it says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And so that's the New Living Translation. This is how you may have heard it in Sunday school growing up. I'm going to pull the King James real quick. Actually, that's not true. Sorry, I'm going to pull the King James. New King James, I'm sorry. New King James, real quick. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Bears, believes, hopes, and endures. Come on, somebody. But anyway... I read the whole thing to y'all, but I really just want to stop at that first at that first part. Love is patient and love is kind. Have you been kind to yourself? Are you patient with yourself? You know, I said I wanted to tell y'all this story while we talk about this concept of affirmations. And I and I think it will highlight uh really illuminate this scripture for you. In, in a practical sense, one of my one of my good friends, I talk to her almost every day. She was she was so sweet, um, and she was being so nice, and I was not in a place to receive it in that moment. And I'm gonna tell you what she said. She was like, "B, I'm so proud of you." She was like, you are juggling so many things. Like you're doing the things you've been saying you wanted to do for years. And I like, like, how does it feel like you're doing it? And this is somebody who, before there was a private practice officially, before there was a podcast, before there was a girl's night, um, probably before I ever even did my first radio show. Yeah, I want to say so. I want to say so. I want to say before I did my first radio show, this is somebody who I had just kind of shared with some ideas and dreams. I think we did like a reflection journaling thing together one time. And uh, <laughs> my response was, you know, like, I feel like I'm in the building, but I'm trying to make it to the top flow. It was a, it was a rap song at the time. Okay. But um, like, this is somebody who knows that these things have been brewing for years. And I, I had never really reached a place, a place of pumping the gas. Right. And she, I mean, she was hyped. I mean, she was in a great mood. She was like, B, I am so proud of you and you're juggling all these things. And I mean, I'm just so proud. How does it feel? And this is recent, y'all. 
When I tell y'all I was tense, I had an attitude and I was like, I don't feel any of that. All I think about is everything I've done wrong. Everything I didn't get right. And she was like, oh, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, how do you respond to that? She was like, well, you know, okay, well, you know, maybe perhaps you could be a little bit more positive. She was like, well, just she, and she was sweet. She said, well, just take some time and think about what I said. I think that you're doing a great job. And so when you think about that scripture of love is patient and love is kind, that wasn't patient with myself. That that was that was that was rude. And it says love ain't even rude. Love ain't rude. But that wasn't being patient. I'm growing. I'm learning. You are too. What whatever season of life you're in, you're growing and learning. Be patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself, even in the mistakes, right? You can grow through that. And so that's a very practical way to apply just the definition of love. And so the next thing that I wanted to point out, and we wrapping up because y'all know I like to wrap up around about the 30 minute mark. I don't want to take up too much of your time. But there's so many scriptures about love. Like so many, like I was struggling to pick a scripture on love. It was a whole struggle because I was like, I just want to read all of them. And I was like, well, no, B, I'm going to, I'm going to need you to reel it back in and we're going to, we're going to stay focused. And so, uh, one of the things that I wanted to point out is that Jesus knew his identity very well. If you just search, uh, Jesus, I am scriptures. I am, uh, I am, (laughs) I mean, that's enough when it comes from him. Right. But he would tell people, I am the way, the truth, and the light. He would tell people, I am the beginning and the end, the alpha and omega. Like, my man's had a very firm foundation in his identity. And once we realize that our identity is wrapped in that same love, it will help us to speak boldly these positive and true and affirming and confirming things over ourselves. Jesus had no doubt about who he was. And so he could boldly say, I am. He could boldly say that. And the same spirit that that got him up out of that grave lives inside of us. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Savior, excuse me, uh, and maybe you haven't, right? And I'm not gonna do a whole altar call down down to the life, faith, and mental health podcast. I could, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but if you haven't accepted Jesus, right? I, I want to encourage you: pull out your Bible, see what He says about who you are. You know, you showed up here for a reason. You you clicked on episode eleven for a reason. You've kicked it with me this long for a reason. And so perhaps today is your day of salvation. Perhaps, perhaps the Lord wanted you to hear this message because you've been believing a lie about yourself. Baby, let the scripture help you. God is love. And he loves you. 
And you don't have to live your life according to this world. You don't have to live your life according to what people say is popular and what people say is going to get you to, to, to all your goals, right? Your goals are important. I got goals. You got goals. Pookie and them got goals, right? And I'm not saying that those things aren't important, but if you don't know who you are, what's the point? And your truest identity Your truest identity is found in Christ. The gospel is very simple. Jesus was born of a virgin Mary. He walked this earth for 33 years. His ministry was only a couple of years. He spent spent most of his time uh, just learning. Not that he didn't already know, but he wasn't so proud that he couldn't sit with with teachers and elders and listen. He performed his first miracle at a wedding, which is all about what? Love. And he fulfilled the assignment of his father on his life. Not because he was so great, not because he was obsessed with purpose, but because of his love for us. And so if we look at 1 John, I'm going to give you a scripture to go with it. I'm going to give you a scripture to go with it. If we look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it says simply, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. And I want to challenge you today. We've heard the verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But will you allow the scriptures to teach you more about his son? Will you allow the scriptures to to show you exactly who God is and and who Jesus is and his love for us? And so if you didn't, if you didn't came down to episode 11 and, and perhaps you don't know the Lord, perhaps this is your opportunity. God is opening the door simply because of his love for you. That's how much we're loved. That's how much God cares for us, that that he would send Jesus here and Jesus fulfilled his purpose. Not not, not because he he needed some some sense of affirmation from it, right? And, And affirmation is good. That's why we're here today, right? But he fulfilled his purpose because he loved us. We can walk in that love right now in this life and put our trust in his love. And so if, if you're feeling bad, if you're not feeling good about yourself, you can just use, I ain't got to quote another scripture here today. You can just use those two and you can say love is patient. And you can say that we can put our trust in his love. So in the dissonance, in, in, in the doubt, in all the beliefs from everything that my life has been and everything that I fear that it will be, can I be patient? Can I make a decision that says, Lord, I trust in your love for me. So my prayer would be that you would take that information and that you would go to God with a yes. Lord, I want to receive your love. Perhaps you are, maybe you already know Jesus. Y'all been kicking it. Uh, y'all been cool, but you deal with so much self-doubt. You deal with so much self-hate. You deal with so much just dislike for yourself. Will you trust in his love? You know him. You've accepted him, but will you trust him? So I'm 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 gonna drop a few more scriptures and I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna get out of here because altar call is not on my notes. It's not on my notes. It's not on my notes. But we're here. We're here now, 
and I'm going I'm gonna drop a few more scriptures and come on up out of here. Uh, turn with me in your Bibles <laughs> to John chapter 15, verse 12, 1-2. Um, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. And I wanted to pull this text because the Bible does talk about talk a lot about loving each other, right? But it says to love each other in the same way that I have loved you. We have to understand God's love. And some of us are blocking it and not able to receive it because of all the things that have happened in our life. We're just shoving it out. And we're so committed to saying stuck in the dissonance because we believe it's defeat, but it's not. It's not defeat. Grow through it. There's nothing wrong with the commandment of loving others. That's in red, baby. That means Jesus said that right there. There's nothing wrong with the commandment of loving others. But will you receive God's love for you? Will you open your heart to understand what love is on an intimate level? We've misinterpreted love by just trying to do every little thing that we can possibly do for everybody else. And we're running ourselves low. You're running low. And all Jesus wants you to do is trust him. And so I've got a few more scriptures. I'll put them in the comments. I'm running out of time. I said, I ain't going to hold you long. I ain't going to hold you long. But I want you to know something very simple. I've, I've, I've told you how to break it down, how to create an affirmation for yourself. Allow the scripture to help you. Take the word and make it real. Not, not that it's not real. I shouldn't have used that word. Take the word and make it make it practical in your life. Love is patient. Be patient with yourself. That's an expression of love. Be patient with others. That's an expression of love. But how can you have patience for others if you're always frustrated and upset and rushing yourself? You see what I'm saying? So I want you to take this. I want you to create some affirmations. And we may have to do a part two. We may have to do a part two. And I'm going to come on back and we're going to talk about this some more. That's what we're going to do. We're going to keep talking about this. So listen, I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Drop a comment. Shoot me a message. Let me know how it's going. Run this back. If you got to listen to the replay, run it back so you can take notes and write down some of those ways to develop an affirmation. If, if it feels overwhelming for you, you're trying to figure it out, don't go it alone. Talk about it with your counselor. Talk about it with your friends, however that looks. And y'all already know that your girl, B. King, will be back next Monday. So hit me on the gram at B. King Live. And I'll see y'all next Monday, same time, same place on the Life, Faith, and Mental Health Podcast.